Hi guys, it's Foya Kev, but you can call me Foy. Hey, this is Lola, but you can call me Lola if you like. Hi, this is Belisa, and you can call me Bells if you like. And this is the Everybody Hates HR Pod episode four. four. It's four, isn't it? Yeah, it's I was four. I was thinking when you said it, I wasn't sure, but it's episode four. <laughs> four episodes in. I know. I know, it's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for the love and support. Please, can you subscribe to the YouTube channel, please? It actually makes such a big difference. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. Um, also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, and I don't know if you can do it on Apple Music, but rate us five star. If you think we're five star, and no, like, you can't force people to. <laughs> <laughs> I was finishing. Like, if you don't think we're five star, then don't rate us. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it's, it's completely up to you. Yeah. Just yeah. So, what you been up to this week, girls? So I went to my friend's. Not even went. It was my friend's um, traditional wedding, which was really nice. Um, you look gorgeous. Yeah, Thank you look so beautiful. Thank you. Haven't been to one in ages. Like pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah. But it was nice. It was a lovely ceremony. It was a mixture of um, Yoruba and Igbo. Mm. So that was nice. I haven't really been to... I don't think I've been to an Igbo wedding before, but it was nice to see the it's cultural yeah, mm. aspect. And I got to tie a gele, so I was happy. Mm. I love tying gele, except yeah. towards the end when it starts to I, get tight on your I ears. I find it very stressful, I'm not going to lie. No, yeah. not that actually tie it. I can't tie it myself. No, as in it's stressful when they're doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I always say... Because you're not Nigerian. I know. Even as, a Niger- <laughs> even, even as a Nigerian, yeah, like... It can be quite tight. Yeah, and I always... I hate when it's loose. So I always tell them to tie it tight and I always regret it. You, know, your you ears want a start, headache. Yeah, your ears start burning. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take paracetamol. It's been a while for me as well. I haven't... I've been to a couple weddings since COVID, but not one where I, like, I haven't wanted to get it in time. Mm. I wore one in October and it was the same. It was um, Ibo and Yoruba oh. together, yeah, um, being the bridesmaid. But yeah, I had to sit there, let auntie knock my head around <laughs> to get this specific style. Like, I just yeah. found it. But you know, there's like different, there's different types of gelin material. You know, they yeah. have the one that is going to kill your ears and then they have the softer one. I can't remember what it's called. The one that's a bit like paper. The one that has paper is the one that is going like to hurt that. you. But then there's one that's, like cloth yeah yeah that's the one people need to be providing for me yeah, yeah. but just a lot of the time they <laughs> like that paper one i feel like that's more yoruba's more cloth and i found that like ibo is more that paper type mm. i found anyway was that just a try is there like another yeah so the white wedding is this wednesday so round two um and that will be a lot more there's there'll be no it's just a bridesmaid's dress and like my hair get mm. done but that should be nice too. That would be cute. Yeah. Has it been cool? Has it been like stressful? It's been, it's actually been okay. It's it's pretty organised mm. in the sense that you kind of know what you're getting yourself into in terms of costs and stuff pretty early on. So it's it's been organised in that, properly in that sense. There's an event planner, which I think actually helps. Um, but yeah, just in terms of it is, a commitment because mm. it's f- fitting it in with your um work and I've, I've i have had to take quite a bit of time off work and you just um, started as well i just started the new job as well but it's all love mm. it's all love if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> no you do stuff like that for you love people anyway yeah um i'm trying to think you know when your week has just gone really that was quickly. me last week yeah um i took my son on a play date and Cute. I wanted him to go to soft play. 
still not a good idea. Why? <laughs> First of all, the soft play was for babies who were 18 months onwards. And he, well, he just turned 10 months, but he was nine months. And there was like these older kids like jumping into the ball oh, pit. No jumping off slides and he just started crying he was like get me out (laughs) so it didn't go really well like i I took him down the slide and he was like "Ah." (laughs) who's the play date with do you have like mum friends so um this might be controversial but i don't really subscribe to the whole mum's friend thing i don't (laughs) want i don't want to be your friend just because you had a baby like and i had a baby around the same time like are you good vibes are you a hot girl can we go brunch like can we do you know what i mean like (laughs) we leave the kids at home yeah can we leave the kids at home (laughs) if we can't we can't be friends so did you say this is someone that you knew before you had so it was so random um i met her at a baby shower so Mm. one of my good friends took me to a baby shower because she didn't have anyone to go with and I had my son so she was like come because it makes sense Mm. and this um woman came with her really young baby and we started talking both from south you know it's always a good start (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah we became friends like really organically like we've been out without the babies and stuff Mm. so it's it's really nice it's not just the babies yeah like I'm not really here for just being your friend because you had a baby too I feel like all my friends have like their NCT mum friends yeah maybe I'm missing out maybe I don't know but I'm really content with my one (laughs) mum I don't actually have a lot of friends that have I have like three I guess I have like three or four friends that have that have kids that's quite a few yeah more yeah, than but, me but two two are like really recent so before it was like not really that many mm. thankfully by the time i have any children they'll be they'll be better <laughs> hopefully i hope my friends as well if you're watching this which you should be <laughs> no pressure no, no pressure but you know i don't want my son to be babysitting other you lot's kids like <laughs> they need to grow yeah. up together <laughs> listen i'm not gonna lie i offer to babysit my friends kids sometimes more because i just want to start the culture now so that when I have my own kids, there's options. No, it's true. You need to, yeah. you need to do that. There's yeah. options, yeah. yeah. Um, what have you been up to? I've been, I had a, an, a long weekend of life admin. You guys saw in it, like I was changing my internet provider. Oh, yeah. oh this cost of living thing is going to kill me. So basically my energy, I try, like my energy tariff finishes in at the beginning of May. And right now I pay like 70, I think it's 71 pound per month. That's the estimate. And then usually, to be honest, I'm kind of under. And then that's the fixed rate one. So the, the, the quote that they gave me for another fixed tariff went from 71 pounds to 217. And I almost choked. So obviously I'm not <laughs> going to go with that. I have to move on to the variable yeah. one. Yeah. That's what they're advising everybody. And that one they're saying estimated 100, around 150. So it's still double what I'm paying now. And it's just obviously it can go up and down, but it's so close to the price cap mm. that it probably won't go up too much. Mm. But like, somebody needs to get me out of this ghetto because it's ridiculous. It's so, it's so much money. Like, and I live in a, I live by myself in a two bed flat. Like, it's not even like a big property. And that's for gas and electricity. Why am I paying 150 pounds mm. per month? It's just greed. It's greed. Like we need to move to France because France, yeah, and the and the government have basically said we're not passing it on. So they've told the energy yeah, companies if you work company. at a loss, you work at a loss. Yeah. They're not going to. They're still going to make money, but they're like we're going to pass on max four percent to our consumers. And if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's, that's no, what we need to be doing. Be. Yeah. yeah. But they riot and stuff. They actually. That's fight. true. They are that's the true. best. They're the best that's at true. protesting. Yeah. yeah. When I, insulate Britain, we're trying to do the right thing. 
people were telling Everyone them. Everyone was telling them to clean <laughs> out the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, they are so, in France, they're so good at striking. There was a time when I, um, they have this like special type of protest. Like I used to, my last, like in the job I had before, I used to have to take the Eurostar like every week, every other week. And they, they have a special type of protest. I can't remember what it's called, but basically they work, but just very slowly. Mm. so let's say to get like they just do everything really slowly and that is their method of protest so let's say the euro style when i'm trying to get on it i'm trying to get on the like 6.55 one and because they're working so slowly they're still boarding people from the 155 train mm. you get what i mean and like they did no shame so it's just their culture it works like that. Like, they have a good like and their employment law is like pretty much once you give someone a permanent contract that's it they're in there every time i hear that i have a case in france my heart sinks. <laughs> my heart sinks. Why I, is it so difficult? Because the laws there for employees are so protective. We we think we're protected. French people really? like you can't you can't it. even ask them like if they're off sick, you can't even ask them why they're off sick. Like they don't need to talk. <laughs> really? Yeah, like they're just everything about them is they're so pro employee. Mm, unlike yeah. our friends in the States. They're mm. very, very pro employee. Like every the the only thing about them that I thought oh okay was um their maternity is quite short that four months yeah so oh, it's not really? yeah yeah it's not long but they get a lot of holiday they like they're just so pro employee it's mm. not they fair. also have that um right to disconnect isn't it you have it in France is it France it's yeah so in France it's illegal to contact um employees outside of working hours you're not supposed to email them or call them <laughs> if it's to do with work so i'm saying we just look i was gonna say we all need to move to france they have their own issues yeah <laughs> everywhere has they issues. have their own issues but some of the some of the stuff they really have it right you know it's been in the press recently that um in the uk they're trying to pass this right to disconnect law which would essentially it wouldn't make it illegal it would make it so that you have a right if your employer contacts you outside of working hours it's your right not to respond because you want to have like the right you have the right to disconnect to turn off from work when you're not at work so it's like good for I guess well-being um and there was loads of stats around it like but right now obviously everyone has the right to do it anyway but it's Mm -hmm. more about supporting people wasn't it like people who earn a certain amount felt more confident with the right to disconnect than others i think people who were earning over i think it was 50 or 55k were more likely to respond people oh yeah that earning, was it yeah. people who were earning under like 50k were like yeah deuces i'm out i don't blame <laughs> them though if i was no, earning under 50 50 50 or 55 either way don't contact me <laughs> it's true. if i was earning under 50k don't contact me after hours please I don't get paid enough for that. I don't think I don't think anyone gets paid enough for that. Yeah, if I'm not the you CEO, don't think there's a number. It's the, the there's everyone, a number. Everyone has a there's number. There's a number that everybody has a number which they would feel comfortable. Yeah. My number is very high, so yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. They would feel comfortable. My number has recently gone up. When I was working before, I would respond the to. Price has gone up. Listen, yesterday's price is not, not today, today. <laughs> but before definitely I would be responding because I, where I was head of HR, um, mm. I was like sometimes felt. HR is one of those roles that sometimes you feel a bit responsible and like yeah. you feel like if you don't respond, something could happen. Something can happen, yeah. 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 Do you respond outside of working hours? Um 
so prior to this role, I've always had um, a work phone and never used it. So that should tell you your answer. Mm. (laughs) But I would, I, I, I put emails on my personal phone. I always do that just, just to check, especially with global company. You're looking (laughs) at me like, nah, (laughs) but working for a global company, for example, Australia's awake when we're asleep. And I just like to know what's going on. I might not necessarily respond, but I just still like to see it. I'm the opposite because I used to be like wanting to see. Yeah. But sometimes you think, oh, let me just, you think you're not checking to respond. But if it's a quick thing, especially like right now, I'm dealing with people in Singapore. If it's a quick thing, you might just think, let me do it now. Because if I don't do it, you basically lose a whole day. Yeah. But what's the point in knowing? So you if you're not going to do anything. Just lose the day. Yeah, I would rather. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying you're not going to respond, but if you're concerned about losing the day, it means you might respond. It's I the might risk. respond, or it just means that when I'm at my desk, I just already know what my go-to, what my priorities are. Like I'll just go straight into that, and then I can forget the rest. But I do also feel in this new role now, I'm not going to lie. I feel a lot more obligation to respond when things are happening, and I don't know if it's because I'm new or if it's because of the title. But I do genuinely feel mm. I need it, to respond. It, it could be it could be the title because when the buck stops at you, do you know what I mean? So but, I, I just you need to set your like expect how you move now I when know. you start the role is gonna set the expectation of them. If yeah, you never respond to an email outside of working hours, they will know. Foy doesn't do that, so they yeah. won't. But, but then if you do it and then one day you decide I don't want to do this anymore people will feel aggrieved yeah mm. it's so true it's so true I'll, yeah. I'll find my balance <laughs> you know I I don't reply outside working hours I, I, I gather <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just do you know what it is I feel like I'm so connected during the day like you can ping me you can email me you can call me you can put in a meeting like leave me alone now like, <laughs> Like I've worked. I've worked like and because my thought process of working for a globe global company is kind of the opposite opposite. It's like, okay, you know that you are in California and I'm in the UK. So you know that I'm <laughs> likely to be sleeping or I'm likely to be having my dinner. Yeah. So you should know I'm not gonna answer this email mm. right now. It's true. There's a crossover of when we're both awake and at work at the same time and I will make sure that I deal with stuff over there and if around not that time then we'll do it asynchronously yeah like i mm. i have um colleagues in apac which is like you know asia sides australia and stuff and like sorry you have to wait no honestly you're way ahead of it's, me it's so important because <laughs> my day just started especially if you're in a like a small company yeah like where it is so it feels like it's on you it can you can run yourself ragged and mm. you'll have nobody to blame and no mm. one will stop you mm. uh so it's, it's yeah it's really important i don't really care how how it like how like much you get paid i think it's really important to like actually disconnect because i've been in situations where i feel like i'm always switched on mm. during covid that that year 2020 the year from hell like I, f- I was pretty much on I felt like I was on all year and then just before Christmas I took some time out and it was only when I stopped that I realized I was knackered yeah you crashed. I was so knackered like across working I was looking after people in Australia looking after people in New York looking after people in LA yeah. you know doing the stuff in the UK I was just knackered <coughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's which isn't good that you got to that stage of like essentially burnout. Mm. Yeah, you need to even today. Yourself. Yeah, there was somebody online who was I had um I opened I opened my lap, my work laptop not to do any work, but I needed something that I had saved there, and I just saw all these emails coming in, and I literally WhatsApped um the person. I said, "Why are you online?" Your emails are stressing me out. <laughs> and I was, I'm just doing an hour. I was like, okay, just put your delay on. Because even the emails coming in mm. yeah. were like making me feel like I'm going to be behind tomorrow if I don't like yeah. feeling. I'll be behind tomorrow if I don't look at stuff now. Yeah. Like, and I don't want that for myself. I don't like that for me. <laughs> you like, I, I, I deserve better. It's <laughs> important for leaders to set that example as well because it starts with them. Like, mm. what is the leader of that department doing? If you, like, I had a manager. Uh, I had the manager who, <laughs> you could send an email to him at 6am he'll reply you could send one at 12 midnight he will reply it did not matter what yeah. time it was he was always on like something would be put in the group chat and he would be responding it's like, I always question people's lives I, yeah. like well he you? he's married with two kids like it's not like do you know yeah, what I mean I just found it so for me, if it made me feel overwhelmed because it was like I should be doing what he's doing because mm. if that's how he's behaving, then surely that's what he's expecting from me. He had to verbally like tell me, Lisa, like this is not don't follow me, basically. Even, but he shouldn't have to do that. He should just lead by example. Even, yeah. even then, if you think about okay, why do you think people respond to emails outside of working hours? Why? What are the drivers for that behaviour? And it's telling someone not to do it going to change that? I think it's to look like you're a good employee. Like, mm. you know, you're just the best that you can be. I don't know, promotion opportunities. Mm. You just want to show up. Mm. But I, yeah, I feel like part of it will be like, I just finished my master's. I'm going to say some really sad stuff here. But basically, I was learning about social learning theory. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, it's a theory of how you learn. Uh, and it's basically you learn from people around you and what they do. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, for instance, and you look at the outcomes of those behaviors. So, for instance, if you see someone that is always working long hours and they always respond, and that person typically does well at work, it tells you that these are the behaviors that you should model if you yeah. want to do well at work. Yeah. So, your manager turning and saying, Oh, don't do this, is not necessarily going to be enough to yeah. make you not do that if they continue to do it themselves. So, sometimes I feel like you actually need proper role models who mm-hmm. like do as I do not just do as i say kind of thing agreed i agree but there's not many and to be fair actually i think it depends on the sector that you're in as well because for example my sister's in investment banking and they work till like 11 p.m Mm. if she leaves her seat at seven they're looking at her like where are you going imagine and i just think that that's so so wild and also her manager or like the um the head of the department will be like you don't have to da, 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 da. so would you what do you will know what be, i mean will it just be Which me one do you do exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can work from home but then everyone's in the office all the time yeah. so it's, it's it's hard it is difficult yeah i used to work at like a top tier consultancy and it was the same but they really i don't know if it's better or worse but they set the expectation at the beginning so when they had their associates coming in they'll be like it's long work it's long hours it's hard it's this so people already had the expectation yeah. and they pay them 
a lot of money yeah. but people already had their expectation in their mind that, that this is the culture mm-hmm. they never hid it mm. so and then when you get into that culture you either you do find it right. or you decide you that it's not yeah. for you yeah. yeah so they were very transparent about it like we used to get 25 pound every night to use on delivery yeah. but only if you use it after eight to the office yeah. if you're crazy. in the office after eight you get 25 pound delivery that's crazy but it's because they know and you don't there's no check-in no nothing you just deliver you sign up with your work email address and then everyone gets the 25 pound credit wow. every day wow. because they need to feed you because you're gonna you're gonna live there <laughs> i loved it though whenever i had to work late i can't lie because <laughs> i've worked late for free with no food wow. I prof- that's not no you know it's bad but if i'm gonna be there <laughs> feed me sometimes i'll be like okay it'll be like seven and i'll be like let me just say that so I'll get my food and dip. <laughs> Let me order it, pick it up on my way out. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, but it's, it's, that's how it is. And especially when you're traveling. So you get a lot of people traveling between offices. And mm. I find that when you travel, sometimes you actually work later because you ain't got nowhere to go. Mm. You go back to your hotel. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Not me though. Yeah. I, it's soft life. We know. <laughs> but I found a friend in Paris. And he was really cool. He introduced me to like loads of different places. And so when I used to go to Paris, I used to actually like log off on time and yeah. actually go see the city sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I when I'm traveling, yeah, I feel like yeah. when I'm traveling, I, I don't work as long, especially if I'm in a country that's on a completely different time zone from mm. the UK. Like when I would have to go to California, like, no, I'm, I'm off. I'm working my hours. Yeah, I'm working my hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm off. I'm going to go I'm eat. Enjoying, I'm going to yeah. just relax. Blah, blah blah so yeah but in terms of that that's kind of right to disconnect is very much linked to mental health and well-being mm-hmm. and i know that you mentioned 2020 was a very bad year it's awful <laughs> mental <you> health <laughs> in the toilets <laughs> for, for half the country <laughs> more than half um but would you say that mental health has changed since 2020 in your in wherever you're at and would you say that Basically, what I'm trying to say is, do you feel like during 2020 and a little bit after, companies were performative in their mental health and well-being and now it's kind of business as usual? Or do you feel like companies actually take mental health and well-being seriously now? Because it wasn't a thing. It really was not a thing before the pandemic. It was a really small part of HR. Mm. For most majority of companies, it wasn't a big deal. I think even working from home changed for I mean especially for black employees I, from what I see on mm-hmm. black, black and HR that helped with mental health just being able to work from home and mm-hmm. not have to necessarily have this like mask on 24 7 when in the office so just when you're on your zoom call you literally just put your <laughs> wig on for the zoom call take it off afterwards like you've got your shorts on and your shirt up here but I think I think that helped but mm-hmm. in terms of like are companies taking it more seriously? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're. I think people might feel more open, yeah, with their employers because of how COVID impacted so many lives. But I don't know, like, if benefits and stuff have changed in a way that mirrors or reflects that they're taking it more seriously. But I could be wrong. 
I think a lot of companies are reactive. So yeah. they're really reacting to what employees are asking for, not necessarily always in the right way, but where people are being, I think people are being more transparent and open about their own mental health struggles mm. i definitely think that has come out of covid more mm. so it's harder for companies to ignore it so employees will come and say oh, i've got anxiety or they'll even make posts on linkedin about it mm-hmm. so i think not because companies have just been proactive i think they've been reactive to what they're seeing mm. yeah. um and a lot of like a lot of people even during covid working from home was good for some but for other people they found it really hard like i live in a flat don't have outdoor space Mm. or i have a park nearby living by yourself like during that time like it can it can impact people in different ways Mm. so i think a lot of companies they reacted to it so some of it was performative and i still think lots of companies do performative things but they know at least now that they have to perform because <laughs> before they didn't even they didn't even there wasn't even an act it wasn't even a facade it was like we are going to put your mental health in the toilet and if you want to fish it out you fish it out leave it yeah. there leave it there doesn't matter yeah so and at least now they know it's i think they at least know that it's their responsibility yeah what sort of support um were the companies putting in place the ones that you were in and would um which ones would you say were performative and which ones would you say weren't? Because, for example, where I was at at the time, um, they split up, the they had, like, the list of employees and then they split up amongst the um, managers and basically it, you'd get assigned a random employee and you'd call them and check in on them. Mm. And um, not that, that I would say that was performative, but I definitely feel like that maybe there was a bit of you know, this is a nice thing that we're doing. Mm. And um, the feedback from was very mixed. So you'd have some employees saying, I really appreciate it, or I haven't had my call yet or whatever. And they <laughs> <laughs> like really checking on me. <laughs> and then you'd get some that's like, what does that do? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted someone me to be calling me and say, someone I, especially someone I don't know. Could it be yeah, someone like you don't a random, know? Yeah, like a random... What are you, you going to tell them? Some people actually would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm really struggling. Or, oh, no, I'm absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Me, I'll just be like, no, I'm good. Like, mm. I don't want to talk to someone that I don't know. Mm. If I had something to share, sis, I'm not sharing it with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my company reacted really well to um, 2020. Like, so if you, we were all working from home. So they gave us all money to set up, like, work from mm-hmm. home space. They created new leaves as well based on COVID. So if you had somebody who in your family who had COVID, there was a certain type of leave that you could take. Mm-hmm. If you were stuck in another country, there was a mm. certain type of leave that you could take. So they, okay. they thought about everything. Um, they changed the wellness and benefit, um, wellness and health benefits. So um, you could get things like an Apple Watch on your benefits to help you mm. like you know move Fitness around and stuff, stuff. yeah um if you were taking classes or even things with like your family or whatever it was it's all included in this wellness like 2700 you get every year to just mm. put towards whatever whatever helps you mm. like mentally so i think they reacted really well but i will caveat that with saying they're cash rich so I feel like when you're a cash rich company, it's very easy for you to mm. react and for it to to not look performative, even if it may or may not be, yeah. because you've got the money to do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. 
Whereas I feel like companies who have less budget but actually care, you'll see more creativity yeah. with how they actually approach it and it might be more meaningful. But yeah, yeah. No, I don't which is where I think the so. managers reaching out was because that was a smaller company, yeah, a lot smaller than where you work actually. But I, I genuinely think their hearts was in the right place, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so um, we where I was during COVID, I was the head of people so. It was like Stress. too much responsibility. <laughs> like, where the hell is a furlough? Um, so we did a couple of things. Um, obviously, we pushed the employee assistance program as much as we could mm-hmm. because we'll talk about employee assistance programs a little bit later in the spotlight. But mm-hmm. obviously, they they can be helpful. They can give people to talk, people to talk to who maybe they don't want to talk to someone that they know. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously other resources, and there were loads of COVID resources specifically. Um, we we had like. Um, we basically did like pulse surveys to check like how people were feeling uh, okay, and yeah. like for instance one of the pulse surveys said that people were knackered even though they're working at home so we just gave everyone a well-being day mm. so it'd be like even though it's just one day and it's not enough it was like it was a gesture but also we were like okay use this day to do something that makes you feel good yeah. and then we also did like send us pictures to encourage people to like That's get nice. involved and everyone sent pictures some people rode horses you know you, people live different lives yeah <laughs> some of the, <laughs> some of the guys in manchester realize. sent us pictures of like them out like on horses some people walked their dogs some people spent time with their families and it was so nice so yeah wait, what else did we do we did a couple of other things like we did a um, line manager training on mental health and well-being um That's how good. to support your team members with stress or like poor well-being and signposted them to what they need to do so that they can manage it better um and then we also introduced it as something that they're supposed to like routinely ask like how people are doing but that was also a small company one of the guys i don't know if you've ever heard of this is very off topic one of the guys the one i said was sent a picture of a horse there's two of them he told me he did something called equestrian vaulting or something like that basically it's gymnastics on a horse what it's a sport and i never i've never seen it before and i was like that sounds like you do handstands on a horse he was like yeah you pretty much do (laughs) when you when you get off here you need to google a question i think it's a question vaulting basically they do mad things like imagine doing like a pyramid like there's like three of you hanging off one horse while it's trotting it was and it's it's a proper sport that's wild it's a proper sport that's how you know people live different lives because if i told my mum i was going to do gymnastics on a horse (laughs) she asked me who sent me that's wild that just reminded me well not the horses but it just reminded me as well that when all of that stuff was going on in 2020 we basically didn't give people performance ratings oh okay yeah we took the pressure off because we didn't want people to feel like oh my gosh like if i don't do Mm. xyz i'm not gonna get a bonus so everybody got a 125 percent bonus with no rating Lisa, we didn't. Uh, people are really enjoying. <laughs> because we, we, didn't we didn't have do, money. We didn't get nothing. There was just but no I, bonus I thought, that year. Yeah, no bonus, yeah. Two hundred twenty-five percent bonus. We had zero. Yeah, I thought that was really nice because it's such. Uh, it's a company that focuses on high-performing people. Yeah. So I thought it was really nice that they took that pressure off. That do you know what? We're not going to do that. But mm. working in ER. My workload really went through the roof. Because I'm thinking if you're not giving people <laughs> ratings, but also people are underperforming, that's why we don't even have it, evidence. Yeah. The worst thing is to come, someone to come and say that someone's underperforming and then the last review you're says that they were excellent. 
Yeah, that's why there was no rating. It was just they got the bonus. Oh, they got the bonus. financial bonus. But everybody had a no rating for that year. But that's why my workload went up because I had to figure out ways of, yeah, 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 like he's not performing you know mental health is really important how are we going to deal with this kind of thing or like you'd get things like oh they're not performing their mum is stuck in x country with covid on mm-hmm. her own and you know he's looking after the kids while the wife is over here doing something else and it's like what do you want me to do yeah. that <laughs> just you tell know, him to take time off do you know what i had um my friend's son with me like half a day one time during working hours and it was like must have been last year and he was just making bare noise yeah and i just remember he's lovely but he was making bare noise that's what babies do right he was like two and i just remember thinking how did the parents do this mm. like, from a performance perspective like obviously they had the school but a lot of the schools were part-time for a period there was no school and they were closed yeah, yeah. and like what what did these like all these parents are working and they had all their kids at home like they might have three kids and they're mm-hmm. all sat at home and some of them are like even the nursery's closed like it's <laughs> definitely going to affect your performance mm-hmm. we had a woman who um she literally picked up a childminder at the petrol station she just what? saw some woman and was like i need someone to look are you joking <laughs> i'm not joking she's like i need someone to look after my three kids and it was just something at the petrol station she was at the petrol station she saw this young girl who just looked like i guess wasn't doing much and was like she spoke to her she I'm was like, yeah she was like what's your name what are you up to she was like oh you know i finished college but i'm not doing anything she was like do you want to look after my three kids so <laughs> she brought this she brought this woman this little young woman to the house to look after her it's been it went really well like she was looking after the three kids in the house while she worked upstairs in the office can i just number one <laughs> if it worked out i'm i'm very happy for her but Number two, surely there were lots of like furloughed nursery people or whatever. Like that could have. This is true. This is, I don't know. Yeah, it was desperate times. Yeah, and I also twenty twenty brought out the crazy in everyone. <laughs> it did. It, it really did. brought out the crazy in everybody. <laughs> what? So that's probably not even bad on the grand scale of craziness that happened in that year. That's One true. of my regrets here is not following myself to go full time reading storybooks or being Joe Wicks. The people really made money. You know, I could have started a, a one hour a day. Not even, I didn't have to be furloughed. Over lunchtime, I could have said, oh, Lola's lunchtime uh, reading That's corner. True. And I could have just, every day, I could have been reading to the kids. That's true. And then they could have been responding to me. I could have, people made money, you know. Yeah. Who's that body by? Is it, is it Kira? Is it Kira? Who's the girl that does the... Um, the extreme fitness program. The fitness, the one that's like £15 a month, but she got like 90,000 oh, subscribers. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is you... that workout called? Isn't it? It's is that Kira, it's Kira something. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her last name. I thought there was a name for. You talking about insanity? Yeah. Uh, is that her? Oh, no, 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 no. That that's Sean T. He's, yeah. He's you know, this. people make money. Like they say, um, when there's some sort of pandemic or recession, that's when like brilliant ideas are born. Oh, like yeah. in the recession, got delivery, got Uber. Mm, yeah. So there was so much creativity during. Yeah, no, like, you could not have been me. a millionaire, but here we are. Listen. No one okay. Child was getting furloughed anyway. I saying, we were too no. busy working. I had a redundancy round. It was literally the ghetto. I was I on had a pay no cut time. working. I was on a pay. I was like on a pay months. cut working. Really, exactly. Three I had twenty percent. But the thing is, they were like, "Okay, we're all going to try and take a pay cut, or we're going to have to get rid of people." So obviously, the it. Christian in me was like, <laughs> and also because I knew that I would have to do those redundancies, mm. we had to end up doing some anyway, but less than we would have if we didn't take the measures. And I was like, no, I don't want to. It 
listen, there is no worse job in HR for me than to be looking all these people in the eye and telling them they're losing their job mm. for no reason. For like they haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. It's not their fault. They don't have bad performance. Yeah. It's literally just unfair. There's literally yeah. a global pandemic. That was possibly the yeah. hardest thing yeah. that I've ever done in my That's career. Insane. And I was head at the time and I was I think I can be a leader. This is cool, blah, blah, blah. I'd been in a role for like nine months, thinking, look at me, I'm a HR leader, first head of role, loving life. And pandemic and I thought, yeah, being a leader is rubbish. It's hard, yeah. It's, it's not so easy. bad when you have to make those sorts of decisions, yeah. like all for the economy to switch it up on us and like recruiting businesses are mm-hmm, booming. booming. I was, yeah, I was at a recruitment business <laughs> and it was like it's literally ups and downs because we have to get rid of all these people then by q4 i was like calling people that we made redundant and was like do you want to come back thankfully we like handled it super sensitively Mm. and a lot of them were happy to come back Mm. and they understood others i I couldn't even bring myself because they did not take it well in the first Mm. place yeah so it's just but yeah, yeah everybody's i feel like not everybody some people did really well like but a lot of people's mental health was just in the, bin. in the toilet and yeah you have to listen to people though because what was this what story the is, who was talking about the birthday cake thing <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> the man who worked at a company who suffers from anxiety in the u.s in the u.s yeah very important to that's very important in the u.s yeah he suffers from anxiety and it was his birthday, so you know, in the workplace, what do you do when it's somebody's birthday? Like, if you've got a nice, cute culture, mm. you'll get a cake, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they decided to get this man a cake for his birthday. Lovely, like, isn't that I nice? Think that's nice. So he, but before they did it, he oh, was, before he did it, he had told them like he doesn't want anything for his birthday. He doesn't want to celebrate it, and that was due to his anxiety. Yeah, and um, they didn't listen, and they got him a birthday cake. And I've just added my extras and thought, you know, they sang Happy Birthday, <laughs> and they must have. <laughs> no, nah, but he, that he, got, he, he wouldn't. He, they would, must have done he wouldn't the have most. known because as soon as he found out, yeah, went to go and hide in the car, and he had a panic attack. Yeah, he has a panic attack. And this all resulted in him suing the company for triggering his anxiety and took them to court. And he received $450,000 because his colleagues decided to get him a birthday cake. It's because his colleagues decided not to listen. Because they decided not to listen. No, but it's still because they got him a birthday Birthday cake. cake. Yeah. They probably thought, you know, oh... It's you know when people beat. are like, yeah. oh, I don't, don't want to do, do anything. Do like <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right. We're not going to listen to him. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah. the birthday cake. I'm not even joking. I could have possibly fell into that trap. Had he not already said, I've got anxiety, I probably yeah, could have fallen yeah, into yeah, the yeah. trap of, oh, like. We'll yeah. just do a little thing. Just not a big small. deal. Just yeah. sing happy birthday. Eat some cake. It's true. But I feel like when you're in HR, you're extra hypersensitive. Extra. When people say extra. things like that. Because yeah. you know, like, the consequences of what could happen if you don't listen to her person. I don't know who he told, actually. So it probably wasn't some... I think he might have told a manager or something. And, you know, 
managers a lot of time they're just vibes yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're worried we'll be fine it's not that fine. Yeah. Yeah. probably told another colleague like it's oh you know told the other colleagues yeah oh he said you don't want anything go and go and get cake yeah. here's, here's 20 yeah, yeah. 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 dollars <laughs> and now he's sitting on 450k in the u.s yeah i don't the employment law is on the floor but when it comes to civil they will sue for anything anything they don't necessarily do it through the employment law like nah. courts and stuff but they will sue for anything people put people putting water on the floor so they can slip and crack their own back and they'll win i have dealt with cases in, and it, it costs money to go through like the courts and yeah. stuff so sometimes it's just easier not 450 grand easier but like if it's like little 20k sometimes it's easier to pay it is as if you've got it have you ever de- dealt with do you deal with cases in the u.s no thank god yeah it's that. long it's long and it's just they're long but i do feel like they're a bit easier they are well they are easier easier for money they're easier for hr professionals i think yeah because i feel like um our cases are more complex because we're pro employee Mm. in EMEA in general but in the u.s they're pro employer Mm. so i feel like um when it comes to like actually managing a process we have processes we have to mm. follow mm. in order to mitigate risk. But I feel like in the US, this isn't necessarily, they'll be like, Vibes. you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> you're gone. Like, that's yeah. It. yeah, I think the difference is just the culture they have, not just for work, but just around taking people to court and sue, sue, sue. Everything. Every day, sue. Mm. Look at if, all their shows. You've got Judge Judy, you've got Paternity Court, you've got this yeah. court. Listen, like, there's so many. We, 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 love a judge, we love a Judge Judy, though. And I a Paternity Court. Is she still going? Yeah, she just signed to deal with Amazon. Amazon. She's got a good show, yeah. She's <laughs> no, I, lo- I love that for Judy. And there was um, a bit controversy because you know her security guard? The, the she never got him back. back. Yeah. yeah, I saw. Why right, though? Because he's a classic. Like, that was her rider. Yeah. Think they had a dispute. Maybe. He's a, main, he's a main part of the show. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he was like iconic. Yeah. He's trying to keep the black man down. <laughs> yeah they see for anything amazon i might have to do the thing about amazon listen i've dragged sky all over instagram this week i won't do it with amazon now but don't fumble us please Lola. some feedback <laughs> for amazon if they would package it like that prime video i've been watching criminal minds on there mm-hmm. um it's also on disney plus but i don't know why it's on both and then also i found out today the handmaid's tailors on there and I yeah. need to watch season four. But most of the things on Prime that I want to watch is chargeable. Mm. It's just annoying. It's like, you'll be like, oh, this is on there. Then you'll click into it and they're like, oh, you have to pay two ninety nine for the season. Yeah. Or they'll give you one season free. And then when it comes to season two, season, it's like, that it doesn't sit well with me at all. That's why I'm paying five pounds a month for Stars TV. What Stars? I like it's stars. all the power stuff. Yeah. And then the one show. And Hey You. No, all the different shows. All the different power books. How much is it? Five hour a month. That is not bad. But it's on, do you pay for it through Amazon? Amazon, yeah. It's an add on. Oh, so, so it it's, comes it's Prime. Amazon Prime plus the Fiverr. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm being robbed. I have, like, I mean, I haven't, <laughs> I shouldn't even complain because I use my brother's Netflix account. I've never had a Netflix account of my One own. One of them people. <laughs> Some of us are I holding the whole family, on my back. <laughs> a whole family on the Spotify back. for Netflix. No, I, 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 have, I have my own Spotify my account, Spotify student. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just finished my masters. Oh, okay. I was still entitled. Okay, still so I got a Spotify still. student account, 
I got Amazon Prime student account. Wow. <laughs> I'm a student. And she's here complaining. Yeah. I, I, listen, I can never pay full price for Prime. Listen, I got the um alert from Netflix saying that my monthly allowance is going up. Yep. The way, I, if my younger brother is watching this, my sister-in-law, listen, that password is going to be changed soon. Like, <laughs> I'm carrying Seven the whole... Notice. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got... So, I don't pay for Netflix. My bro- Use my brother's. I've Must got my own nice. Prime. Mm-hmm. I've got my own Spotify. Both student. My uh, Disney Plus is my boyfriend. Apple Music is my boyfriend. <laughs> Why do you need Apple Music and Spotify? I mean, not, not Apple Music, sorry. Apple TV. Ah, okay. Apple okay. TV. I like Apple TV. And Me then, too. Is there anything else? It was good when Versus was on. Did you watch, there was this program called See? No. It was just like this whole world where everyone was blind. Oh. It's so interesting enough to be watching. What, the, okay. the Bird Box follow-up? I might pull it on my Kind desk. of. Who got it? Watch Severance. Okay. Watch it. What's it's that about? about um, <clears throat> basically, it's kind of like a, it kind of fits into the mental health and well-being thing. Basically, you can sever your memories and you can create two separate versions of yourself. So basically, as soon as you leave work, you don't remember anything about work. And when you're at work, you don't know anything about yourself outside. So, like, you literally switch. Yeah, it's like there's like a switch. So that's, you can't take like stress that's... from out. You can't take stress from work out. But when you're at work, you don't know your why. I feel like somebody with good boundaries. That's how they are at, in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without having to have a yeah, uh, yeah, and some sort of neuro It could. I think you do. The way have it to plays do it. out is really scary because obviously, obviously, you've got your son and you've got your you know your family and stuff like that that's your why so when you're at work you need to keep that in the back of your mind mm. it, it it controls your behavior that's you know why you're there if you don't know wild at work, like, <laughs> i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so you have to find a new that's why true. at work basically yeah. so they have to give you a new why because you don't have your regular why it's really that's interesting true. i just finished the first season i think it's like 10 episodes oh and they left it on like a sick cliffhanger, cliffhanger. yeah really 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 good yeah, and I, well, so yeah, so, but I love, I love Apple TV. I love Disney Plus. I love more that I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and I, I do it. I do it unashamedly. Must be nice. Let me talk to the other person who actually pays for things. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, random question. Mm. So you know how right now the economy is booming enough for there to be loads and loads of jobs. When it comes to your name on your cv because <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast every podcast we say our full name and we say yeah. our nickname so when it comes to cvs what do you put do you put your whole name or not and do you think when you do put your full name mm. um it impacts you getting a call back absolutely really <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so i definitely feel like i went through a really big phase in my life where foyaka was not getting me through the door on on it was not getting me into interviews so I switched it up and put my middle name so I put foyer care my middle name's Mary and then my last name and then I noticed that I'd get more Mm. interviews and it's so it's it's actually really sad but I noticed that I'd get more interviews um and this was when I was very early on in my career Mm. but it definitely did help um I've also been in situations where I've started a new job and the IT guys like oh um you actually speak really good English. That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what, you know, what else would I be speaking? You should have said, but, so do you. <laughs> <laughs> He's Asian as well. Like, wow. I really could have done it back. But 
you've just gone off the assumption of seeing my name mm. and just felt this is just like someone who's not British or you know who's born here or whatever but I definitely think that it has affected my chances in getting into interviews but that was very early on in my career Mm. I think now my CV really speaks Mm. for itself so the the longer I've been in um, HR the more now I've actually taken Mary off so it okay. literally is just good to yeah, I love that for yeah. you yeah and also when I introduce myself I say foyer care and they're like oh um they would ask if they can call me anything else or I think that's also very anything. rude it is or do I like to be called anything else I actually don't mind that but I just want you to at least attempt foyer yeah, care yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a very like if if it's like oh you're Michael and they're like oh can we call you Mike because they know there's something mm. um that's fair enough mm. but don't you're not doing it for me you're doing it for you yeah if you're, it, when you're saying oh do you prefer mike that's like okay is there something that you have a preference yeah. when they're saying oh can we call you something else that's like that's hard for me so, so what what can how can we adjust your name to suit me i don't yeah. like that but i think to be honest it might be not that i'm taking the yeah it probably is me because if i send an email i naturally put for it yeah, like that's at fine. the end of it. So some someone will ask me, "Are you okay with me calling you?" Oh for yeah, it? because yeah, that's, they've that's, seen yeah, me yeah. refer to myself yeah, as yeah. that, um, which is fine. And I don't, I don't mind being called for it because me being called for it doesn't stem from me trying to shorten my name. Mm, it was yeah. the nickname my friends have given me from secondary mm. school. Um, not that they couldn't say foyer care, but it was just shortened and yeah. it's kind of just carried through with me. Mm. So I don't mind being called for. I haven't done it to make other people's lives easier yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah long story short i do think it has it does have an impact it definitely has an impact we thank god that the cv is solid <laughs> yeah the, i think after a while they start to look at your cv and think mm, okay if you've done mm-hmm. these things you must You're be right. you must mm-hmm. be decent i think exactly photos also help unfortunately on linkedin yeah. like if you yeah. get a good photo on linkedin it helps people you want to say humanize that's not even but it is like that it makes people it makes you more relatable and they're like mm. oh, okay this person doesn't look like a, a raging freshie which is what everybody is so surprised or like so worried about mm, which is bad and so if, what if they are like, yeah exactly if they can do the exactly job, the it's like what i one of the best things that's come out of like this whole like um skill shortage or one of the only good things is that now there be people are being forced companies are being forced to put aside their biases and just go for skills like mm. especially in tech before mm. let's say for like um software engineers or whatever they would want to pick they would pick the ones who were like from the uk didn't mm. have accents you know easy to pronounce names and now all the best techies they come from asia anyway do you know what i mean so now if you have certain roles you you have to consider the um the candidates that came from india yeah maybe just finished like sponsorship might need sponsorship like mm. you need to consider those candidates mm. and like they have to prioritize the skills that they need yeah whereas before you could in other places you could be like okay let's just pick mary over for mm. Mm. that's true um so i have another question so if there's somebody watching or listening to this who does have let's just keep it you know it has a west african name mm-hmm. would you tell them knowing your experience yeah. of that mary got you more callbacks in the beginning would you tell someone who's junior he has a west african name if you have an anglicized name to use that instead mm. so do you know what i wish <laughs> i would so, see i wouldn't want someone i wish someone 
guided me or mm-hmm. I wish I had the confidence to still just stick to my guns because mm-hmm. now I know that I don't have to I can speak to a recruiter and they can get to know me and my CV and then they will sell me to an, mm. to another company and my name won't matter then mm. because someone has has vouched for me on yeah. my CV and my experience mm. whereas before I'm just blindly sending my CVs over so I would definitely say there are different avenues it may take longer but I definitely I wouldn't want to encourage someone to have to change themselves or have mm. to sort of hide a bit of who they are mm. to get a job because mm. I think that, that that's so unfair but yeah it, it's hard it really it's, is hard it's, it's hard because what you've just said is that you like you're you wouldn't want to encourage somebody else to do that mm. but you're also saying that it probably possibly helped you it it, it did so if, if not for the fact that you did it like even with recruiters you have to have you first have to have something for them to sell yeah. when you're at the beginning and you have less it's like hard. it's even recruiters themselves like i've like can have the same biases recruiters only care about your experience when you don't have experience mm. they can be terrible people mm. so i wouldn't want anybody to have to do that but to be honest we it's i don't want to give bad advice but everybody has to eat and live first yeah. it's whatever you can feel i guess comfortable with like my name is Lola and I will, that's how I introduce myself. But people always like, they'll read it as Lola. So I have never yeah. really had any issues because like my last name is very Nigerian. <laughs> like we are the only family in the world of this name. But um, like, because it doesn't, I think people get worried um, when they can't pronounce the name. Mm. Whereas my name, they, they don't have any issues pronouncing it. So I don't mm. think it's ever deterred anybody. So I didn't, don't necessarily have the same experience as yeah. you, even though I do have a Nigerian name because it feels more familiar to people. But I definitely think just do what you need to do. Like mm. test it. If you want to test it by sending out a couple CVs with a different name and then tell them once, you know, like it's like that, um, that meme, me at the interview versus me when I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's like, it's funny because it's true. And, you know, the, for those who haven't seen it, it's like, the black girl she's got like hair all straight for the interview and like she's wearing whatever and then when she's up for the job she's got afro hair she might have like a, <laughs> a fist up or whatever you know i worked in a company where someone actually took them to court for that like just before i joined they were finishing off a case where there was a candidate who would apply for a role and he must be a serial like he, he must do this every time he applies for roles he applied for the same role with two different cvs one with his um real name and one with like a stereotypical white british name and they didn't call him back on the one with his real name he didn't change anything else on his cv wow. did he um, they didn't know did they know it was they didn't know it was, so it wasn't the same last name or anything it was like exactly the same wow. cv just a different name and wow. they didn't notice i don't know how they didn't pick it up but they didn't notice they probably just discarded the one without with the yeah name. that's crazy but the mistake that they made is they gave written feedback mm as to why he didn't he wasn't oh. successful which obviously is a lie yeah. because you've taken him on with his white british name yeah. that's and crazy that's where they messed up yeah and they ended up settling because he was going to take them to tribunal to be honest for him to never even enter, entered the company he's not an employee. yeah but you, you're you're protected against oh, discrimination in yeah. recruitment 100 percent. wow so, do you know what i love that for him he I, must do it I also reckon though. yeah he just does it he all must the time. do it everywhere because someone like that, that that is how you get like an actual 
you know worth what like it's a, you get a chip on your shoulder but it's yeah. an under very understandable chip yeah because you know like you're not hiring me because of my name yeah and then when you can prove it yeah they said something along the lines of experience and did but it was the exact same cv there was no difference just the name i remember when i was working um it was one of my first hr jobs and there was a guy who was a recruiter who sat in the HR department with us. Didn't like him. That's just a side note. But anyway, we were looking for a graphic designer to join. And one of the CVs, the name on it was Nana. So obviously I know straight away this is a Ghanaian person yeah. or someone of Ghanaian heritage. As soon as this man saw it, he started going na 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 Batman and he just Why are people so mature? Because they're stupid. So he started doing that and then he called someone else. He was like, Hey, hey, come look at this name. Like it's just Nana. Is that even is that even a Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is that even a like, crazy come, name? Come look, it's just Nana. and I remember like um looking at the other person who sat next to me and just going like is this just is he stupid? Like, yeah. I don't understand that because Nana and, is a problem. Sorry, and she, the CV was good, by the way. Did but the they just get- no because they got so distracted by the name. It was literally that, and then kind of just like okay, on to the yeah. next one, and it, it wasn't even looked at properly. I'm sorry, but Nana is literally four letters. It's no one can have any issues like pronounce. You could Nana, but Hermione is cool. No, but <laughs> girl. Hermione. Do you know what it is? It <laughs> I read those Harry Potter books. I was calling her Hermione for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> it was just more that they're just bantering. Like, this is unnecessary. Yeah, they bantered yeah. it to the point where they just didn't even look at the skill set. They just got distracted by the name. That and that's was different. so bad. Do you know how many good people must get overlooked yeah, simply because of their name? Of course, of course. Terrible. We're, we're a little bit over on time. Who? So I don't think I think we probably go straight into the spotlight this week. Yeah. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That. So we're gonna talk a little bit about employee assistance programs this week. So uh, I think we mentioned it earlier. And so for those who don't know what an employee assistance program, sometimes called an EAP, is it's basically it's either a helpline or a uh, it's a it's a platform for support for employees right so they're provided by employers um, and usually there's a number that you can call 24 7 and sometimes there's like an online portal that goes with it and typically people think about using employee assistance programs when they're in like times of like distress sometimes you need someone to talk to it could be for you some employee assistance programs they even allow your family to use and let's say you're you know dealing with anxiety or stress at work you don't know what to do you can pick up this phone and you can call someone and the person at the end sometimes is um just someone to talk to but a lot of times it's like a registered nurse and they'll assess you and you can talk to them a little bit and um, if they feel it's necessary and you want to a lot of employee assistance programs now can actually offer like up to three up to like four sometimes five sometimes six free counseling sessions so they're definitely worth calling and I find that a they're completely anonymous that's what's really important so they don't tell your employer who has called or what they have called about or anything like that sometimes they provide stats in terms of how many people have called but they will never provide your personal details you don't even have to give your real name or a name only if you want to like go and get some counseling sessions books it might be advisable to do it but they will never pass the details onto your employer and then sometimes they also have like a platform where there's like one one set of login details for everybody in the company and you can go and find like 
written information, maybe videos for help and support. And I find that those have been really good because people think, ah, I'm going to use the employee assistance program when I'm in a time of distress, but they can give you information about buying a house you know, how to plan for having a baby. It's lots of different things that, you know, your employee assistance program can help you with, not just like, oh, I'm stressed and I'm in crisis. Have you guys ever like, do, do you, where you work, do you guys have employee assistance programs and are they are they any good from your experience? Yeah, um, so I'll give my honest opinion. So every time an employee goes through something at work. I know work. what you're about to say. <laughs> Because I feel like Lola just gave like this really detailed story, and it's like the reality is not that. It's on. I'll give my opinion on on my experiences of them as well. But so I give, you know, I'll send an email or there's a template, and it says, you know, if you you want to contact EAP, do it. But I'll be so I don't really know like what I I have no idea what an experience is for an employee if they do call, Mm. which is have you ever done it? Have you ever tried it? I've never, which I should, so I know exactly Mm. what they're going through. But it's it's become just a part of my vocab. Mm. It's just like a script. It's literally a script where I say, you know, are you aware that we do have EAP? Here's the number, blah blah. blah. But that's it. I go Mm. then I go to sleep. I don't know. I don't know what happens after that. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Melissa. So it pretty much is a script that I just read off and it's at the bottom of the letter if you want to use it. And in my last role, um, when I did Arts for the Stats, they were really low. They're always so really no low. So no one actually used it. Um, I've never actually called or seen what it is to, what it looks like to call one of these programs. But you're right, because they do have extra support. It's not just about, you know, this sort of like if you are depressed or anxiety or stressed mm-hmm. or anything like that. There are a lot more. I know that there was, they offered support for people who were like financially in debt mm. and like how to budget and stuff like Family that. Family issues, is, like, um, I was going to say paternity, not paternity. What's that? Um, custody. Yeah. So it is really, it sounds really, really helpful, but I'll be honest, I have not worked in an organization that has pushed it or encouraged mm. it. I'll be honest, I, I do think EAP is quite a performative. 100% performative thing to have for a company I think it's yeah. I think the I think it is performative in the reasons why some companies do it is so that we can say now we have something mental health and yeah. well-being related whenever someone's having a difficult time we can tell them to use the EAP and that's our responsibility discharged yeah but I I'm really actually a fan of EAP so for mm-hmm. instance when I was buying my flat I um, called the EAP and they had a really good EAP and I was able to get like a, a um, 30 minute session with a broker. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was really good. It was free and I was able to speak to him about my financial situation and gave me some advice and stuff like that. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like we have had people who have like, we don't get the stats, but in the previous place, a couple, we had like two employees who like voluntarily came forward and said they used the EAP and they had the counselling sessions. That's good. And everyone is always talking about therapy, therapy, therapy. It's not necessarily maybe the kind of, the same kind of, it's not, it might not be CBT or whatever, but actually I was somewhere where they did do like four CBT sessions, but 
and that's cognitive behavioral therapy but people therapy in itself and counseling sessions are expensive so for Mm -hmm. that benefit alone of being able to get like four to six sometimes even eight Mm -hmm. sessions that's amazing and you can talk to a medical professional you might have someone in your family and because like they'll never know who called a lot of EAPs let you let your family use them anyway but even if they don't like you can still give the details so I am a fan of um, employee assistance programs but it's always really disheartening because the stats are always so low that hardly anybody uses them like at all and it's Mm -hmm. really like it's it's like a it's, it's, it's a, a really good benefit if, you, if yeah. you can use it yeah, yeah it's a missed opportunity i think i don't think it's um hyped enough i don't think mm. it's advertised enough mm. apart from just to cover a company's mm. ass basically i will always plug employee assistance programs because sometimes people are like oh my employer doesn't care about my mental health and mm. i mean that may be true but <laughs> i'm like anything free use it yeah mm. that just like triggers my memory of when i've used eap so there was a massive investigation going on and I actually worked with EAP for them to be on standby because these employees were about to go through it with me. So <laughs> I spoke to EAP and there was a lot of logistics involved because these were like people who worked on shifts. Mm. Um, and yeah, they were really good in like just being ready to talk to these individuals. Great. But I've also had people not just black people just ethnic minorities saying to me okay but I know they don't look like me I know they don't sound like me Mm. why the hell am I going to talk to this person like Mm. when all they're going to be able to do is relate to you know the straight white man or straight white woman whatever it is so like there was a Mm. thing about you know what is the company doing to ensure that there is diversity there to reflect Mm. our company Mm. because it's all good and well if you're you know dealing with a company where everybody is white and english or whatever Mm. it is but if a company has managed to bring diversity in then you do need people not even just race but in general just diversity there so that wasn't a kind of a a challenge in terms of it is it is it's important but it depends on i think it depends on the specific thing that you you're wanting them i mean i feel like if i'm gonna do counseling or therapy i do want to talk to a black person yeah oh, that's what i'm saying it depends yeah. on the specific thing because sometimes that that's it's not always counseling or therapy yeah, yeah, yeah and also they don't give you like the therapist or, or you don't get it on the spot like they will have to call and triage you and somebody will call you and arrange it and then mm-hmm. at that point i don't know how successful it would be but you might be able to, to get it that make way. a it might be able to make a uh have a state of preference a request yeah i think we're i think we're we're done for time yeah okay oh no wait i'm gonna come to you last felisa because i know you have your line thank you (laughs) (laughs) you know you're the one who knows all the socials oh my gosh i'm i'm really tired of going through the socials because we have so many of them we're only on episode four don't be tired yeah Instagram. Yes, Instagram. yes. So we are on Instagram, which is Everybody Hates HR Pod. And we'll tell you the story one day about how we have to add the pods. <gasps> we have to tell that story. <laughs> oh, we didn't yeah, want we to do. add the pods we in do. the end. Um, but yeah, also dilemmas, guys, because we are really eager to help you in the workplace. So if you do have any dilemmas, you can DM us on Instagram or you can also send us an email at 
dilemmas at everybodyhateshrpod.co.uk, which, yeah, just let us know. And everything will be linked in the description wherever yeah. you're listening. Because there's there's other socials, but it's, it's all in the in the link, the description box below. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us and also rate us on Spotify. All right. Lisa, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Bye.